Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. to the second hour of the first day, the WIBC Sunday Magazine Show. My name is Terry Stacy, along with Kylan Talley. <laughs> Good afternoon. Our Facebook fan of the day for this hour is Dixie the Praying Dog. <gasps> Have you heard of Dixie? I've met her and know her. Oh. I feel like I know her well. And Brian, of course. Yeah, of course, Brian. Her dad. Her human. Yeah, her yeah. dad. Her dad. They're going to be at an event, the Indiana Fishing Expo, over this way. Oh. at the Hendricks County Fairgrounds, February 3rd and 4th, so next weekend. Oh, boy. Do you like to fish? I do. I don't like to actually catch fish, but I like having an excuse to sit in nature. I'm with you. I like the sitting in the chair. I take the radio. I like the food. Just as I've gotten older, it's more fun just to be out there than actually right. going to the trouble of catching them. All right, that's next weekend. Out at? Out in Danville, Hendricks County Fairground. Hey, thank you to Dixie and Brian. We appreciate you guys following along with us. Well, it is January 28th. You might not know this, but January is also known as Divorce Month among attorneys. It's true. For some families, they get through the holidays, and then they file for separation or divorce in January. Well, coming up, a conversation I had a while back with Charlie Asher, the founder of Up to Parents right here in Indy. He'll share with us how he teaches separated and divorced parents how to build their better futures with their kids. But first... The Indianapolis Colts are sponsoring 10 youth flag football teams from the Midwest at the NFL Flag Championships at the Pro Bowl in Orlando next week. And there are three teams from Indiana that are going. One of those teams, Indiana Elite Flag. And joining us now is Coach Jeff McCullough. Well, Jeff, congratulations. Thank you very much. This team had to play hard and win to have this opportunity. I want you to tell us about uh, Indiana Elite. Well, uh, we got a good, good group of girls. We've had a youth flag football program for about eight years, but we just started the girls, just a straight girls league about two years ago. So uh, we're just a small town group. They really play hard and uh, they're really excited about going. I mean, we practice every day and uh, uh, their hearts are really in it. This is the 14 and under girls, right? Yes, 14 you. And did you become a coach because you had or have a child that plays? Uh, yes, I have uh I started coaching uh, my boy in flag at a really young age. Once they started the, the girls program, my daughter got involved. She's a sophomore now. I've been coaching for probably, I'd say, seven years. What is it about flag football? I love it because it's not like tackle. With flag, I mean, everybody has an opportunity to do the other sports, and, and, and they can do this. and gives the girls a, a great opportunity. Plus, there's no, there's no football for girls in high school, so they're trying to get it in high schools now. So it's just a great opportunity for them to learn. I feel like it has just gained in popularity over the last couple of years, but you're saying it started gaining momentum even farther back. Yeah, it started... Uh, in some of the bigger cities, and like in Indianapolis, they're trying to push, the Colts are trying to push to where it's a high school sport for girls uh, in 2024. 
this yeah. year. Yes. So they're trying to, which obviously it's it's harder for us as small town. You know, in the small town, it's going to take a little bit longer. But we're we're trying to push it and and get it for these girls because they're wanting to make it a college scholarship. That would be great. Do you you know are the rules basically the same as when we played in middle school? Is there anything different about it than when I played? You know, a long long ago. Yeah, there's a lot different. I mean, oh. it's uh, it's actual NFL flag rules. I mean, you have NFL flag refs, certified refs, and I mean it's it's five on five. But there's so many rules. I mean, it's like like regular football. I mean, I mean, you got pass interference, you got everything. I mean, it's there's a whole rule book on it. The cool part about it is, since you're headed to the Pro Bowl, you're going to get to wear Colts gear, right? Yes. Yeah, we have to wear uh, we have to wear what they what they give us jerseys and the shorts and everything. Yeah, so. I think that's kind of a fun part about all of this too. And again, the Colts are going to be providing about three thousand dollars to each team to help them defray the cost of the travel and the other expenses, which will get pretty big, I know. But this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Maybe not. Start. I'm hoping that yeah. we can continue. That's a way to put as it. As far as I, yeah, I will. Uh, like next year, I will be going up to 17U with my daughter and a team. So. Hopefully we can do it again, but yeah, this is the first time, and it's going to be a great experience for the girls. They're going to, they're going to love it. And the Colts, yeah, they they reached out to me and they donated three thousand dollars, which, uh, you know, it's which you get a lot of girls. I mean, but it averages out, you know, a little over three hundred dollars a girl. But I mean, that still help, you know, on a hotel and, and, and a little bit of expense or whatever. So yeah, uh, you know, anything's greatly appreciated, you know. Yeah, but, absolutely. And in fact, I mean, how many girls are on the team? How many of them are all, are all together? Who's? I guess how many are traveling to Orlando? Yeah, we'll have eight girls traveling. The championship is uh, February second and f- through the fourth, and will feature the top girls and boys youth teams from across the country and around the world. And you must be per- just personally, what are you looking forward to? Uh, just the experience. I want the girls to be able to take it all in. Um, I want them to see because a lot of these teams, even when we go to the regionals, these girls are like family to the other teams. They all talk and they hang out after the games and stuff. So I want them to be able to be involved with the girls that that has been there the last couple of years that's already been. This is our first time. So I want the girls to be able to take it all in and and talk to the other coaches and teams that's been there, you know, and get more, you know, more familiar with it. And um, I want them to be able to do the skills challenges while they're there and, you know, just different stuff. I want them to be able to experience it all. Yeah, every bit of it. When do you leave? Uh, we leave. Uh, travel day is the 31st. Okay. All right. Oh, I think it's going to be just a fantastic opportunity for you all. You're going to have the best time. And for parents that are listening that might want to get their children involved with flag football, you've mentioned many of them. But, but again, what are some of the reasons to just do it? Well, I mean, there's well, there's a lot of parents that are unfamiliar with, are kind of unfamiliar with it, and they think it's just a like a like a pastime, you know, while they're in between sports or whatever. This is an actual growing sport. I mean, this is actual. This is going to be big. It's going to be in the Olympics at, in 2028. Yeah. So it's 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 growing real big. And like I said, there's like we play Texas Elite. There's Texas Elite. There's different teams that have been doing this, and they go year round. And they've already got girls on their team with college scholarships. So I mean, it's it's a big deal, uh, big you know. Deal. So don't don't if if your child wants to do it, if you're you know if your daughter is you know especially the girls. I'm not saying it's great for the boys too. But the girls are more limited on what they can do in high school as far as the boys have tackle football scholarships and everything. The girls don't. But, there's, I mean, especially for them, it's, it's, it's a great tool to have. I mean, I, I guarantee you they'll love it.
Two Fort Wayne teams are also making the trip down. The Pink Lemonades and the Thunder Wolves are also going to Orlando to be in part of this NFL flag championship at the Pro Bowl in Orlando, Florida. They're headed out this week for the games. And um, you know what? Congratulations. And we wish you all just the very best of luck, Coach Jeff McCullough and Indiana Elite Flag. Thanks for giving us your time. Travel safe. And we will uh, we'll be anxious to see how this all turns out for you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. That's so fun. If I remember correctly, I was a pretty good flag football player. I loved the game, and I love that it's uh, gaining in popularity amongst young people, especially girls. Up next, Charlie Asher. He and his wife, Barb, are the founders of Up to Parents. I had a chance to talk to them a while back. They're going to talk to you about helping the kids get through a divorce. That's next on the first day. You're listening to 93 WIBC. If your hands are shaking and you're barely holding on to your dreams when you're feeling Ninety-three WIBC. It is Terry Stacy. Well, studies from law firms have shown that divorce rates can rise by one third after the holidays, leading some people to grimly refer to January as Divorce Month. And it is said that couples get through the holidays with the kids. And then they go their separate ways as the new year begins. So let's talk about the impact on children when it comes to divorce. And joining us now is Charlie Asher. And he and his wife, Barb, are the founders of UpToParents.org, teaching separated and divorced parents how to build their better futures by focusing on meeting their children's needs. And Charlie, it is so great to have you with us. How are you? Uh, great. It's a pleasure to be with you. UpToParents.org is from right here in Indianapolis. Let's start with what you offer at UpToParents.org. Right. Well, it's a free online resource uh, that we have made for parents to, as you say, find their better future by focusing on one thing, building peace for their children. And our slogan is peace for children is success for parents. And we mean that, by the way, in two senses. One that, of course, we want our kids. Everybody wants their kids to have a good childhood so they could have a good life, much as we can get off track uh, and become uh, uh, people much uh, less competent than uh, we want to be yeah. when we're in the middle of divorce. But the second thing also is the parents who have good divorces, the parents who save money, save their chance to make their own decisions, put their energy and other resources into building a better future that, rather than finger point about the past are precisely the ones that say, our number one goal, or even just acting alone, my number one goal is to build peace for the kids that they so desperately need. I think it's your your background is so interesting because you're a criminal defense attorney, yeah. Barb, a therapist, and you both have been through divorce. Exactly. We, we, we are a blended family, and uh, uh, we do holidays with our exes and our kids together. Everybody is welcome. And I think more and more people are doing it this way, but there are a lot of people who still, unfortunately, have bought into the myth that this is supposed to be a fight and we're sub- supposed to be miserable for the rest of our lives and, uh, uh, and be pretty unmindful of the damage that we're doing to our children. So a lot of this, yes, does grow out of our personal experiences. But a lot of it also, yes, you mentioned my background in criminal law. I was just astounded in the um, years that I've been a criminal defense attorney how many kids' lives get hopelessly off track early on because they're living with these constant messages, some of them spoken and some of them just implied and inferred about uh, 
you know, your other parents a piece of garbage. And uh, no kid can grow up healthy in those circumstances. And it's it's if if parents had any idea how dangerous this was, I think that our level of of divorce and paternity case conflict would fall to a fraction of what it is today. Is that what led you to, after seeing what was happening, is that what led you and Barb to almost inspire you to create uptoparents.org? Exactly. And and a lot of the philosophy of it came out of, I, I decided after 20 years of active criminal practice, uh, I wanted to do something else. And somebody said, you know, you got the heart of a problem solver and, and you use that in your defense work, but you know, you'd be a great family mediator. I was never a I was never a divorce attorney or family attorney. And so I went into that and I found out that, you know, it's I called it if you're dealing with people who are angry and misguided and you're trying to teach them the lessons while they're in your office fighting in a mediation, you're not going to have a lot of luck. And I, I came to think of it as trying to give swimming lessons to drowning people. And so we started to send people work and it beforehand so they could think about the kids, write about their kids, notice their kids, rediscover their kids. Uh, and their kids' needs on a deeper level, and uh, it made such a difference. And so we put it into a website form and uh, where now people can use it for free 24-7, and they can just say, let the rest of the world uh, leave me alone and let my case leave me alone, my resentments and my needs. Let me just look at, at how my kids are doing and what their needs might be. And it just made a huge difference in those cases and and now about half a million people have completed it. And the reviews we get from parents are just astounding. Every day we hear, where was this? Why Why wow. didn't people give us this as a light out of it? So it's, it's been a very rewarding thing. You know, because parents, so many parents are divorced these days, Charlie, is the impact on children lesser because they have friends of divorced parents. When I was growing up in the 60s and 70s, it was very rare. It felt rare anyway. But these days, you know, so many parents are divorced. Is it easier on kids? I I think it depends on how the parents do it. There's a sign on the front of the bench in the Superior Court of uh, St. Joseph County in Mishawaka that uh, then Judge Reedy uh, put there after he heard this testimony from a psychologist. And it's for everybody to see anytime they're in the courtroom. And it says conflict between parents is the best predictor of a child's later maladjustment. Mm. I don't care if your parents were getting divorced in the 1960s or they're getting divorced in, in, in uh, 2023 or 2050 or whatever, it's a difficult thing and it's an impossible thing to ask a child to grow up healthy if the parents are in conflict. It, conflict between parents is the best, If if and very few parents want to hurt their kids, very few, but if they did, they couldn't stumble on a better strategy for doing it than, than to be in conflict with each other, uh, parent to parent, because that sends the kid the message this is what's wrong with you. You know, the, uh, I can't tell my daughter, you know, the most wonderful daughter in the world. I couldn't have hoped for, I couldn't have imagined a better daughter, but your mother is such an idiot. That message. And unfortunately we have millions of parents who think that they can have a great relationship with their kid while having a lousy relationship with their co-parent. I don't believe that's possible. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think they at least have to have a courteous business-like respectful relationship. Doesn't necessarily need to lead to friendship, although it often does, 
But it, that's what makes the case difficult. I don't think it's when it's happened. It's the yeah. way the parents are doing it. That's Charlie Asher. He and his wife, Barb, are the founders of UpToParents.org. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll find out from Charlie how to lessen that impact on children of divorce. Also next half hour, Kylan, food news. Food news. We're going to talk Devourer Winterfest and one of Indy's Deliver Only Ghost Kitchens. The news is next right here on 93 WIBC and WIBC.com. Thanks for joining us. morning. Welcome back to the first day on 93 WIBC. I'm Terry Stacy, along with my pal and producer Kylan Talley. If you're just joining us, we are talking to Charlie Asher and he and his wife Barb are the founders of UpToParents.org, teaching separated and divorced parents how to build their better futures by focusing on meeting their children's needs. And we're doing this because actually January is known as Divorce Month. Divorce rates rise by about a third this month. Charlie, thanks for sticking around through the break. When I'm reading about the impact and children who have experienced divorce have a higher perceptibility to sickness, anger, irritability. For those that have a one or two year old that might think the impact won't be as great since the child is so young. What do you think about that, Charlie? Oh, it's so mistaken. It's so mistaken. And people People think, well, my, my child doesn't know. All the studies indicate that at least, at least by the age of one, ch- uh, children are finely attuned to their uh, uh, and susceptible and uh, deeply affected by their parents' moods and the stress that they're in, and the, and the level of love or at least peace uh, versus the level of of conflict between the parents. I happen to think that it starts much earlier in me. Maybe even even in utero that 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 that's, that has a profound effect on on a child. And people make the corresponding mistake, Terry, of thinking, "Well, my kids are twenty five. They, you know, it's not going to affect. It, it affects them tremendously." Mm-hmm. There was a wonderful book that's unfortunately out of print now, but I think you can buy used copies of it called "A Divorce Out of Season." But even adult kids want their parents to have a respectful relationship and take deeply personally. Maybe inappropriately, but they do. Kids will blame themselves. They'll find some reason to think, well, it's it's my fault because it's a, it's sort of a way they have of, of protecting themselves, thinking there's something I can do to make this better. But no, they, a one-year-old child is extraordinarily, extraordinarily fragile and susceptible to damage from, from this kind of conflict. And let me ask you how you told your kid we're going to be separated. Where do parents make mistakes when it comes to telling the kids that they're separating? I don't think I did it well. I uh, That happened before I got into this work. Uh, I think, by the way, divorce adjustment counseling, a, a resource like Up to Parents and some good books, I think, are a wonderful idea. And, and by the way, it's great for people to think about this before they uh, before they separate, how are we going to do this? Okay, how are we going to handle this? And uh, so, uh, but people can go to divorce adjustment counseling and get and get on. I think I would think the I would say the most important thing is get on the same page with each other. Get on the same page. What are we going to tell the kids? Do are we going to? There are some experts who say, well, children shouldn't know anything about the reasons for the divorce. Some say that in a general, non-judgmental way, children should be told something. But I think the important thing is let's get together and do this together as as best as we possibly can. We failed in our marriage. 
uh, or maybe we were never married, and so uh, we have not succeeded in, uh, in and and up to parents, by the way, is used in paternity cases too. Uh, but you know what? Let's do this. We owe it to our kids to do this absolutely as well as we possibly can. Before we let you go, up to parents.org. when folks go there, what are they going to find? Right. It's a nice uh, flow-through workshop that parents will see our very short videos, just a few minutes. There are five of them. They're about between two and five minutes each by Judge Michael Scopolitis. Uh, and actually our daughter, uh, Dr. Dr. Kylia Asher-Smith, it's, it's so great when your kids succeed, but then you have to call them doctor. It's a little <laughs> insulting, but, uh, but she, would, she would say her, her mom and I did a very, very good job of bringing peace to her life. And yet the divorce was very hard on her, very hard on her. But in any event, uh, you're, uh, there's a button that just says um, start new use. You click on it and it, it takes people through a little bit of instruction. There's a, a video at the very beginning of it and also uh, called uh, Three Sisters Speak to Millions of Parents. It's right on the homepage, too. Uh, yeah. uh, you don't have to take the workshop to see it. It's a heartbreaking eight-minute story by three sisters talking about what it's like trying to grow up with parents who just will not stop savaging each other. But mm-hmm. uh, along the way, parents, uh, as they go through the workshop, They'll see 14 sections of commitments, and they're asked simply, well, click on the ones you think would be important to your children and that you pledge to observe from here on out. And then there are four multi-part written exercises, for example, one that asks parents, make a list of 10 compliments and good memories about your co-parent that you're going to be sharing with your children. This is going to be your new language, not filling their lives with uh, complaints and bitterness and uh, depictions of the faults in their other parent, but the good things. So, and at the end of it, they can print these out. There's a, there's a final thing that reminds parents, you know what, you can get started right away. We call it Nick Six and the Fix Six. The Nick Six, these are things to Nick. Don't just stop doing these things. Don't do these things. And Fix Six, here's six quick things you can do. You can do all these immediately. You, they cost nothing. In fact, they'll save you money. And you can do them whether or not your co-parent is doing it. And through it, you you will build a peace, starting with your love for your kids. But then that can be the peace that you live into. UpToParents.org, uh, that free resource for you with the attached Nick's Six Fix Six Guide. Won't cost you a thing. Charlie and his wife, Barb Asher, have created this for you right here in central Indiana. Around the world. Around the world. In Australia and Europe. It's in Spanish and English, by the way. Uh, thank you so much, Terry, by the way, for your your interest in your stations. We can never talk enough about how dangerous this conflict is and how great the hope is. It's a decision, a way for parents to say, you know what, this, we're going to make this about the kids in the future and not our resentments in the past, and we'll all be better off for it. We, we can't afford, with over half our kids being born out of wedlock and about 40% of kids having their parents divorced, we, the, the vast majority, the clear majority of our kids at some time, they'll spend all or some, a major part of their childhood with their parents apart. We cannot, it's a, it's a healthcare crisis not to do this right. We need, we need to do this better. And, and parents will never do anything in their lives they can be more proud of and to just be wonderful. Part of good parenting is good co-parenting, is, is, a, is a good relationship with their other parent. Thank you so much, Terry, for your interest. You're just a terrific guest, and I hope you'll come back and see us. Thank you, Terry. Food News is next on 93 WIBC. Food's glorious. Food's food News!
Blooms on 93 WIBC. To start us off, happy National Blueberry Pancake Day. I'm going to order a big plate of blueberry pancakes with maple syrup. <laughs> a little Pulp Fiction reference to keep your Sunday going. It is the last week to dine at Hopcat. It's closing on Wednesday, so if you want to bid a farewell, go give them a visit. Some openings, though. A cousin Subs recently opened its inaugural location here in Indy. It is open in other states, but this is the first one here in Indianapolis. It's a Midwest-based, family-owned sandwich chain, and you can visit them on the north side on Michigan Road, just south of I-465. Congratulations also to a new cafe that just opened on Friday at the Central Library. It's called the Corn Man Cafe. <laughs> yeah, corn. What do you like about corn? <laughs> the Corn Man Cafe's menu features breakfast sandwiches, salads, soups, subs, street corn, pastries, and some refreshing drinks. They had their grand opening already, so you can go check them out again at the Central Library. And then some other congratulations to Thomas Melvin from the restaurant Vita. He was one of the finalists for the 2024 James Beard Awards Best Chef of the Great Lakes. That's us in the surrounding states around us. Winners will be announced later in June, but this is huge. Congratulations for being a finalist. This week we had National Pie Day. And then next month is National Pie Month. And then in March, we have Pie Day, 3.14. And there is a little deal going on for pie lovers. Anyone who checks in at two restaurants on the Hoosier Pie Trail using the free Indiana Culinary Trails passport, go to visit Indiana for yours. You can earn a sweet prize. That's all you have to do, right? Just go to visit Indiana and get that passport and go get some great pie. Valentine's Day treats are going around to all of the different stores. You can go to Green Bean Cafe, a friend of First Day, who is doing personalized Valentine's Day goodie boxes in three different sizes. Lumonati's is launching their heart-shaped pizza starting this Thursday, February 1st. And for every heart-shaped pizza sold at one of their five central Indiana locations, Lou's going to donate $1 to Gleaner's Food Bank of Indiana. I think that's pretty cool. Give the love. And then you can also get a gift box from Indiana Canine Assistant Network, that's ICANS. They're having their annual Valentine's Day fundraiser, Puppy Love Valentines. This is where an ICANN service dog in training delivers the sweet treats to you on Valentine's Day. They're only on sale through Monday, February 5th. So get them right now while you can. Also, get it while you can. Devour Indie only has one more week left. The Devour menu stops after next Sunday, the 4th. So go check out all the new restaurants and enjoy some great food that is honestly a bang for your buck. The restaurant that we're gonna highlight today is Cluster Truck. You may have heard of them. They have a couple locations around Indiana. There's one in Indianapolis here in downtown. There's one in Castleton and then one in Broad Ripple. And to talk with us about Cluster Truck is CEO and President Janet Monroe. Thanks Janet for taking some time. Can you just describe cluster truck to us? So we started our operations in 2017. So we've been in operation for about seven years now. It's an Indianapolis-based startup company. It initially was created as a software company to solve the problem of food delivery um, by Chris Baggett. It was his idea. 
And we've come so far during that time. We really have revolutionized food delivery. We're so different than conventional delivery services that are out there. You know, we own our own state-of-the-art kitchens. They're staffed by professional chefs. We contract directly with our own dedicated delivery drivers. And we have an outstanding customer service team. So if there's anything wrong with your order at any time, we're able to fix it or send out, you know, your order to you. And and no other service can do that. So your food never waits in our system because the orders come in. We don't start cooking until a driver is lined up to send it to you. There's no heat lamps. It's just out the door as soon as it's ready and on There's a broad menu to choose from, from breakfast burritos, chicken wings, pizza, burgers, poke bowls. And even on the Devour menu, you have a separate Mexican meal, too. Can you talk about your Devour menu? Yeah, so we've never participated in Devour, so we're so excited this year. We've organized some of our food items. We have 80-plus entrees on our menu um, and always coming up with new items to add to it. For Devour, we've organized a few items into four- and three-course menu options. Our Taqueria Rapido option that you mentioned is a three-course meal that starts off with an appetizer. You get to choose, actually, between chips and our homemade hard salsa or chips and our homemade white queso. Um, Then you can select an entree between smoked pork tacos, loaded tacos, or our uh, chipotle shrimp tacos, which are fantastic. And then it ends with churros. So those are also made fresh in house. We have four-course, three-course, and uh, we also have a vegan three-course meal as well. So a few options out there and and choices within each option. A lot of variety. Clustertruck.com to see their participating menu, or you can go through devourindy.com. It'll also be listed there. And it's a great price, too. Four-course meal, you get a lot of bang for your buck. And again, that's four different Devour meals that Cluster Truck is offering until Sunday. Go check them out. It's worth it. We were talking with CEO and president of Cluster Truck, Janet Monroe, and I dive deeper into her backstory, what Cluster Truck is doing now and what their future looks like. If you want to hear the full version of that conversation, tune in on Tuesday. I'll post a Tasting Tuesday to Facebook, First Day with Terry Stacy, or you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Just look up First Day with Terry Stacy, and I'll have that full conversation. And hey, again, one more week left for Devour. It only runs through February 4th, so be sure to get out to the restaurants. Check them all out. You can go to devourindy.com to look at all of the participating restaurants' menus. And if you need, I would recommend making some reservations beforehand. Oh, I'm so excited. Just great food all over. Kylan? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Kylan, oh, let me sit down. Let me sit down. Because... <laughs> We just got the delivery from Cluster Truck. Yeah. I have no idea what's inside. It weighs 50 pounds, if that. Here. Here's our... Come here. <laughs> Let's open it up. They delivered right here Let's to the station, uh, Monument Circle. Evan, thank you for putting the order in. Thank you for whatever this is. It looks like it's heavy. What? Well, it is heavy, but it looks even... <gasps> I found something wrapped in a sandwich package. You know how I love sandwiches. Again, this is from Cluster Truck. Some chips <gasps> and queso. Oh my gosh, I think this is like a ham sandwich. What could this be? Oh, it's a hamburger! Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, which one would that be? That looks like... Is it's it a hamburger. The... Oh, man. 
It's a hamburger. This was completely a surprise. Evan decided I let mm. him make all the decisions on what we would be sampling today. Just whatever he thinks best represents the cluster truck and what they're offering for the devour meal. Oh my god. That man. is the mug burger oh. that they're offering on the 1337 burger meal. Okay. That's a fantastic burger. And I'm like a burger queen. I know a good burger. Never turn down a burger. <gasps> Tachos. What did you get? Oh, boy. some loaded tots. Oh. Oh, delicious. I'd like to have a... Where's my fork? Again, this comes from Cluster Truck, and they just made this delivery, and this I'm out of breath. Bacon, cheese, <gasps> and cilantro. Oh, my gosh. Here's desserts. We've got cookies. We've got brownies. Mm. We've got a coleslaw that looks to die for. I would love it. Oh, my goodness. What is this? This is like a... Is this like a black bean soup? Oh, that's black beans. Yep, just straight black beans. Oh, Those are man. scratch made in the kitchen. Delicious. This is, what is this one? We've got some Oh, lemon. this is my ranch dressing for something. There mm. must be a salad in here. And there is a salad. And this salad is just a beautiful Winterfest salad from Cluster Truck. And it's fresh as the day is long with a fantastic, which really looks like a delicious the- kind of... um. A salad. This is a. This a oh, ranch. That's the tomato, tomato bisque. bisque. This is yep. tomato bisque. Mm-hmm. <gasps> this isn't dressing at all. The entree to go with that salad and the soup is the lemon garlic steak and potato. You know bowl. everything. Oh, I'm going to open this. up this one. I'm going to take these containers and save oh, the them. Even the containers are delicious. I'm sorry, everybody. We just got distracted, and you know, food will do that to you. And I, I, I'm sorry. I apologize that we are. Oh, Kylan. Terry, try these potatoes. What are these tacos? Oh, pork tacos. Pork tacos. Wait a minute. Pork taco. Smoked pork tacos. Those ones had an option of, I think mm. it's shrimp and pork, and then one other. Mm. Okay. Passing the steak. Thank you. All right. Listen, guys, we're going to oh, let you go. Delicious. So many options to try from. Cluster truck. Again, go check them mm. out. Appreciate it so much for the delivery. Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> and check out the podcast, First Day with Terry Stacy, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, literally wherever, or WIBC.com. And check out our Facebook page, First Day with Terry Stacy. I'll post a link there. <laughs> I apologize. My mouth is full, but we got to go. I hope you get some good food, too. Have a great week ahead. Thanks for joining us here on the first day. Today's top stories are next. 93 WIBC. So